Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, well, well. We, uh, it's the Paul's Life Show, of course, brought to you by Archie's on Carson Street. Get down to Archie's. Official chicken wing of the fan. It is, um... It is uh, Joe Lednowski, Pennsylvania Sports uh, Pennsylvania Sports Network Midday Show. Joe Lednowski. Joe, uh, before we get into the golf stuff, I have a question to ask you, and that is, if uh, you were, you know, put in in front of you a ballot that said, "Do you, uh, you know, do you approve taxpayer funding for a brand new football stadium?" Yes or no, what would you say? Zeiss, what's good, buddy? Um, I'm actually in the minority, I think, for somebody that is you know, typically a, a, a conservative-leaning uh, business person. I actually am okay with it. Um, and, and, I, and I look at it from a couple of, couple of things here. Um, you know, I look at it as infrastructure. Um, are you investing your own money? Yes. But, you know, I look at it, and obviously, you know, everybody complains, you know, more so the Steelers than the Pirates. The Pirates are a better argument uh, against. But when you look at the Steelers, taxpayer-funded, yes. But how many jobs, how much revenue is annually created by said venue? Um, you know, again, I, your, your taxes are always going to go up, and, and the money's just going to get reallocated. You know, the, obviously, the, the conversation with the PSAC schools and mergers and should some be closed. I remind people that your taxes are not going to go down, so closing them is not going to save any money. It's just going to be reallocated. But, you know, you look at the North Shore, if there aren't stadiums there, what does that look like? So I think for the most part I'm okay. I do not believe that the owners should be scot-free. I think they should have some skin in the game, uh, but obviously there is uh, a lot of money to be made from home stealer games. Um, exactly. That's the big thing. Um, uh, to me though, I, I just don't believe that we should be handing billionaires all this money and then they get to charge whatever they want to charge to get in, to use the stadiums. And then of course, if you are a group, you know, like, uh, the Whipple, for instance, you get charged to use the stadium. No worries though. Uh, the, the district certainly passes that along to the good old radio stations trying to broadcast their games. So some of those costs are certainly taken. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I do. I totally do. I totally agree. But, you know, by the same token, you've got to look at it from the perspective 
you know, I doubt the Steelers are going anywhere or, you know, somebody, but you look at like Oakland uh, and I know you're talking about Arizona right now uh, with the Coyotes, but when, when you look at it, you know, this, you know, and it's no different than Walmart, you know, when Walmart comes in, they want to be tax exempt for 35 years and the township that, that says, yeah, we'll do that deal with you. They then become the beneficiary of the, of, of the properties and whatnot that develop alongside. So while I do fundamentally agree with you, I look at it, you know, from the greater good in terms of a, I think it's awesome that you have a stadium that you can go to and a brand new stadium is is terrific. But B, I think more importantly, you know, when you talk about all the money that is revenue, all the revenue that is weekly generated, what would that look like if that team were to leave that community? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, um, that's the thing that uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think that basically, and, and I'm very much a libertarian uh, on, on many things, but I'm very, very um, what I would call uh, pragmatic. I, I, I think there could be an investment around the stadium. I think there can be an investment in, you know, maybe in the roads leading up to a stadium or whatever. But at the end of the day, to me, I, I don't know why we're asking taxpayers to pay money to pay for a billionaire stadium. Maybe tax credits, make it maybe make it easier, you know, in terms of some of the, uh, you know, getting rid of some of the red tape in order to get through, uh, you know, the, the permitting process, you know, maybe uh, giving some tax credits and, you know, whatever. There's a, there's ways you can do it where you can make it so, hey, we're going to incentivize you staying here. But at the end of the day, if you're a billionaire, you can go get a loan, you can go get financing, you can go get investors. Go do that to get your own stadium. That's the way I look at it. Well, I mean, it's a precedented set. And, you know, the, the old adage about a slippery slope. Well, you know, once you start sliding down the slippery slope, here we are. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, you know, most rich people don't get rich spending money, right? So if somebody else is willing to pay your bills, by all means. Um, and I, of all the things, and again, I, fundamentally, I tend to agree with you, but I look at it as infrastructure and more of a revenue earner for a local economy, um, but of, of all the things in terms of wastefulness that our government is contributes to or is responsible for, I think publicly funded stadiums is just outside the top 100 list. Yeah, well, I, 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 again, uh, believe me when I say this, <clears throat> if they ever let me, you know, have the red pen to sit down with any government budget, uh, whoever handed it to me would not be happy when I handed it back. So that's just me. Um, but let's move on to golf. I mean, because we're all talking about golf. Well, you know what? Before we even get to golf, what were your thoughts of the Magnificent Seven in the ACC and all of this, uh, you know, we're, you know, just a couple of years from when it seemed like everything settled down again and they got the playoff they wanted and everything else. And here we are again with more discussion about uh, a conference realignment, and it all comes uh, uh, to money. It all comes down to money. Imagine that. Yeah, it certainly does all come down to money. And, and I, I wonder, you know, to me, what I would do if I was the ACC, this is where I would live for leverage Notre Dame and say, hey, it's either or. Either you're all in or you're out. Um, uh, Brad Crawford from 247 Sports told me a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I thought this was, was really eloquently put, he said, North Carolina has their bags packed and they are standing on the tarmac waiting to fly to the Big Ten. Um, it's really bad when you look at what their TV deal is and what it could be worth and the length of it. 
And, you know, you, you figure the Big 12 will be negotiating a second TV deal before this grant of rights deal expires in, in 36 or whatever it is. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Now, the, the, scary, the scary thing here is when you talk about the, the haves and the have-nots, and what, you know, my argument would be, you know, if, I mean, I think it's awesome that Florida State thinks they're a big dog. That's cool. I know they, you know, I mean, they are, but I would also be quick to point out if they were a big dog, you probably wouldn't have the lousy TV deal that you have to begin with, right? Um, you know, when forever, forever, the Holy Trinity in the Big Ten, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan have been writing checks for Purdue and Northwestern and Illinois. And I, I think I've even said this on here with you, Paul. If I was Penn State with all this realignment stuff, I would be flirting with the ACC because the Big Ten needs Penn State more than Penn State needs the Big Ten. If, Big, if Penn State were to go to the Big Ten or go to the ACC and be able to convince Notre Dame to be a full-fledged member of the ACC, all of a sudden every ACC school would be flush with cash because then their TV deal would start to resemble the likes of the Big Ten and the SEC. Uh, it, it is a very interesting dance we play here. Because the, the SEC and the Big Ten seem to hold all the cards. And as much as Florida State, you know, wants to pound the chest, they bring nothing to the table to the SEC. They got Florida already. And a, a roster all across league-wide filled with Florida players. South Carolina already has South Carolina on lock for the, the media market. This is all about eyeballs. This is about brand. This is about growth. Two states, two states are in play here. North Carolina and the Charlotte ever-growing market. And then you can't help but wonder with Virginia because the ACC, or the Big Ten and the SEC, that there is no overlap there. I'd be very curious to see what happens with those two. But to me, Paul, Notre Dame really still holds all the cars unless, unless the ACC bends them back over the barrel. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Notre Dame. I, I think Notre Dame. They've asked NBC for seventy-five million a year. I, I don't think that Notre Dame is even thinking about a conference at this point. Well, yeah, I don't. But there's no way they're going to get that. No, but if they get sixty-five or sixty or something, you know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see what they do get. But well, uh, but here's the thing: if they join the Big Ten, they're going to get one hundred and twenty. If what? they were joining the Big Ten tomorrow, that TV would still be ripped up, and they'd redo and I'd do another one, and every school would be getting north of one hundred and ten million dollars in the Big Ten. Yeah, um, I, again, I, I think that if they look at it from the, their perspective, um, you know, if they do that, you know, then they lose some of their independence. If they can get seventy-five, eighty million from NBC, well, then you know they're they're in pretty good shape. Uh, remember, but, remember now, though, Paul, that NBC's ponied up money for the Big Ten. So I don't know how much money NBC's going to have set aside and how much are you, are you really going to be willing to pay all that money for Notre Dame when you may be getting Notre Dame anyway on the with the rotations when they play Big Ten schools. Well, yeah, that's what I said. We'll have to see how it all plays out, but I bet you – uh, that they're going to get a very competitive offer from someone. If it's not NBC, maybe somebody else. Uh, but anyway, uh, we, 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 got, uh, so we got some time here left. We, we definitely want to talk about the PGA Championship. And um, I will tell you this. 
I will tell you this. By the way, Joel, your your dream is dying over here. I don't know if you're watching the screen, Joel, but uh, your dream is dying here as Miami is now in the lead. But anyway, uh, the uh, the um, the PGA uh, the PGA Tour is I'm I'm sorry, the PGA Championship is this weekend, Joe. And I had somebody sitting in here today. Uh, you know, Kale, who does our golf show, I talked to him for a few minutes on the air, and he says two names to watch because they both played extremely well or blast from the past, Ricky Fowler and Jason Day. What do you think of that? Let's start there. Well, you know, Jason Day found the time machine. That was cool that he won last week, but how rare is it? Phil did it, Scottish Open and U.S. or in the British Open, very difficult to win the week before a major. So I'm just going to use history and say that's highly unlikely. Uh, Ricky Fowler, does he still have his tour card? Is he even in the field this week? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, my goodness. Did Puma, is, he on a, is he on a sponsor, a, a Puma sponsor's exemption? No, I think, I think there's a big opportunity for a lot of, a lot of the middle of the pack guys to take a step. I'll give you, I'll give you two names that I, I think are off the radar a little bit. But can they take a step? One is Cam Young, and two is Tony Finau. Um, so I think those are guys who can really take a step. But it's really hard to not look at Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm and not think that they are the odds-on favorite. And the odds are really in their favor. You know, plus 70, 750, plus 800. Rory's the next guy at plus 1,200. Xander Shopley is four at plus 1,600. So to be plus 750 and plus 800, those two guys have really, really separated themselves. And again, every time we talk about this, but this heater continues for Scotty Scheffler. If he was more fun, if he was, you know, maybe not as conservative and, and maybe, you know, more more boisterous like a, like a ROM, people would be talking about, you know, his last 18, 24 uh, you know, 30, 30 months have been very Tiger-esque and people aren't really talking about it. You mean Rom? No, Scheffler. Oh, Scheffler, yeah. Scheffler and Rom. I mean, Rom's been pretty good, too. Um, but but Scheffler goes back, you know, two seasons, right. two and a half seasons. And you also have, uh, um, you also have, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Brooks Kepka, who played really well in the last major he played in. I mean, he's, he's somebody you've got to think about. Brooks Koepka played really well. Uh, and then, of course, I don't know if you got to watch any of the live from. There's a lot of conversations being thrown around about uh, what's going to happen with the live guys when it comes to the Ryder Cup. Uh, basically, Zach Johnson said there's no, there's no chance for a captain's pick if they qualify top six, which, again, if you go T2 – one T three one, you know, if that's what your major run looks like, uh, you know, even Kepka alluded to, I don't envision that not taking him. So there's a little bit more on the line for the likes of Kepka and Dustin Johnson when when the when you factor in the Ryder Cup as well. But Rory McIlroy, after that disastrous performance at the Masters, probably nobody in the field has as much pressure as he does. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing. It, you, uh, you you uh, also have JT, who won it last year, right? Yeah, and it's funny because I'll be real curious to see what the weather is like. And it is, you know, a little bit chilly up here in this part of the world. 
bring a jacket if you're if you're heading up here. But from a lot of the things that I have seen, uh, people kind of saying there's a, a bit of a a bit of a sadistic USGA look here, and they're blaming it on the weather. But you know th- this is going to be this is going to be a fairway finders golf course, and you know it, it's going to be. Uh, as Ron Syrak told me this afternoon on my radio show, Oak Hill is a second-shot golf course. It's a classic Donald Ross design, push-up greens, false fronts, all that. So it's going. It's not necessarily going to be bang and gouge, but with uh, with all the rain that we've had here this this spring, I think it is going to be a lush, lush, rough, and that can prove problematic when you start missing fairways, which does not bode well for Brooks Koepka. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, that's uh, that's true. I mean, uh, that's one thing he does well. So you look at this uh, event. Um, usually, it's been you know traditionally the last of the majors, right? But it is what second this year. Yeah, this is all part of the move to to get away from. Well, they say to to let the FedEx Cup shine, which there's some truth to that, but it has more to do with getting away from uh, the NFL season so they can get all their majors done. Of course. Father's Day weekend, the U.S. Open, and then a month, another month later, it will be the British Open. But I, you know, I think it'd be real interesting to see if Rom can go, you know, one-two here and, and pick up a second leg of of the Grand Slam. That always adds some intrigue to it. And of course, you know, the, this is the the 20th anniversary of No Name Sean McKeel winning at Oak Hill in '03, the the best seven iron ever struck. Uh, to win the PGA back in 03. So this is a golf course that has had, uh, you know, somebody from off the radar, you know, get to the get to the front of the line. But with the with the weather and, and a lot of cool temperatures and the rough that I've been hearing a lot of people talking about, I don't think it will be as friendly as we become accustomed to uh, PGA uh, championship venues. Yeah, uh, that's the big thing. Weather is always a, an X factor. So when you – Look at the field, Joe. Uh, you said that basically, you 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 know, if you if you had to you know push to come to shove, you would probably you know go with Scotty Scheffler just because he's been so good. Uh, but who else, you know, do you think uh, has a shot at least to play uh, uh, you know well and and maybe even be in the in the top five at the end and then then you know maybe make a push to. To, to win, whether it be an upset or whether it just be, you know, somebody who um, is pretty good and, you know, isn't wouldn't be that much of an upset. Well, I, I mentioned that Tony Finau could be my breakthrough guy, but the guy that I really want to win just because it would be awesome for Twitter is Max Homa. If you don't follow Max Homa on Twitter, shame on you. He's hilarious. I would love to see Max Homa, who has contended now, for several majors and, you know, kind of come and gone. But, you know, this is a guy that's there. Another name to keep an eye on is Sam Burns. There's a lot of those guys that are in the in the range of, you know, say 8 to 20 in the world rankings that could, you know, really use a breakthrough week. And, again, you know, Sean McKeel won it in 03, and nobody knew who he was. I don't think people would be nearly as surprised if a guy like Max Homa or Sam Burns won. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh... – this is going to be one of those uh, those those uh, events, Joe. That maybe there will be somebody who's a little bit off the grid that uh, will win it. I'm not sure who it will be, 
but um, I have my suspicion it's going to be somebody like that. Now, what about any of the live guys besides Brooksy? Could Phil Mickelson find the Fountain of Youth again and and, and, and put together a, a run in this thing? How about Cam Smith? Any of those guys? I mean, it's it's. I mean, Cam Smith is still one of the best players in the world. You know, he just plays in you know in a lesser, uh, you know, lesser platform. I, I think we I think we're discounting you know how unlikely Phil's win was at uh, in twenty one, and you know he's even two years older now. So I mean he's got to be what is he fifty three years old now I believe. Yes. Um, I mean that'd be awesome, but again you know history has not been kind. Um, you know every year you know you see Freddie hanging around the top of the leaderboard for two rounds and then things sort of break down. He can't, you just can't get it to the finish line. I mean, it'd be good for ratings. I'm sure the TV companies would be thrilled if Phil was in contention, you know, you Phil's become uh, a, a really unpopular, popular guy. You know, Phil would be as much as golf channel hates Phil, Phil, you know, golf channel hates Phil like CNN hates Trump. You know, they hate him, but they need him. Huh? That's, that is true. Uh, it's one of those things where, uh, Phil Mickelson is a guy who still can move the Dow. Uh, and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, one name we haven't really brought up and it's kind of interesting is one, uh, Rory McIlroy. Why is that? Cause 2014 was a long time ago and that's when it, that's the last major win that he had. And, you know, I thought, I thought that if, if he could have came out and, and won the Masters this this past spring, that would have been the ultimate bird to to Norman, to to Phil, to live, to DJ, to Brooks, the flex, you know, the Jay Monahan present. You know, Jay Monahan's going to be there to slip the green jacket on him. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where, I don't know where his head is, and we know, we know how good, we know how good. He can be. But as I always tell people, the difference between him and Tiger was Tiger could win with his B game. Rory can't. And when, when things aren't going well for Rory, you know, they really, really come apart. And I, I, if my memory serves me correctly, most of, if not all of, his major wins have come in dominating fashion, which it's a lot easier to win than a Sunday, Saturday-Sunday grind to win a major championship. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like I said, he was really much, you know, he was sort of the PGA Tour zealot, and uh, and then all of a sudden he just grew silent and kind of went away. You know, he made that putt in Dubai or wherever it was to beat, to beat Patrick Reed in whatever, I think, a Hero World Challenge or whatever it was. He was off to a great start. But I, I do I do think – I, I do think to defend Rory a little bit that maybe he's bitten a, bitten off a little more than he can chew. And when I say that, is that a the pressure of chasing a, a career Grand Slam, you know, obviously at Augusta, but then adding the pressure of uh, of being that face and willing to go to the podium and willing to throw haymakers with Greg Norman, I I would think that would be extremely taxing. I, I really do, and and maybe. You know, and maybe to a man, you know, he would probably say that he kind of wishes that he hadn't picked that path and, and maybe being, you know, more on the back page and instead of on the front burner, uh, you know, screaming the loudest. 
in in defense of what you know the elevated events and, and the new schedule and and all, all of those types of things. But you know, I would imagine the the weight of the world may literally and figuratively hang on Rory's shoulders. Um. Well, we we shall see. And of course, uh, Joe, I appreciate you jumping on. And uh, so, is Scheffler your pick then, or do you have a different pick? I mean, Scheffler's easy. I mean, he's just been so good. I actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with Tony T now. I think. Um, I want Max Owen to win, but I'm gonna go with Tony T now. No, right. sounds good. Joe Lednowski. Right, thanks, thanks, my man. That's Joe Lednowski, Pennsylvania Sports Network midday show on Paul's Ice. It's 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.